guys, uh, that's it. Thankfully, the final score is respectable. 101 to 90. The Bulls winning streak ends at three as they fall to the Lakers on the second night of a back-to-back. We are the Bulls Outcast. This is the Stretch Four. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Hot Mike. Maybe you're catching us over on that Foul on Bulls YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to that channel. And also, of course, anywhere you get your podcast, we will distill all of these live episodes into podcast form across that Foul on Bulls podcast network. So check that out. I'm Matt. That's John. That's Big Dave. Uh, guys, before we break down tonight's game, real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to our boy, the unsung hero of that show we used to do over there on NBC called Outsiders, our friend Kevin Bulldog Anderson. Happy birthday, Bulldog, guys. Mm. I wish we were at the studio at NBC watching the Bulls lose to LeBron with our friend Bulldog right now. And please forget all this because he hates when people talk about his birthday. So please forget all of this that this happened right now. Bulldog, this is the way. This is the way. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> of course he hates his birthday. He's a dad in his 40s. Like that's I feel like that's just a standard birthday behavior for somebody. And <laughs> plans. Um all right. So, happy birthday Bulldog. We love you. We miss you, buddy. Um everybody who is here hanging out on this Hot Mic app or on uh Ball on Bulls YouTube right now because you enjoy hanging out with us and what we do. Our friend Bulldog, our executive producer for Outsiders, is responsible for all of the success of that show. Uh, and we love him. And we miss him. So that being said, guys, I, I my, my hopes were not super high coming into tonight's game, getting that elusive four-game winning streak, especially when we heard LeBron and AD were both going to play. Second night of a back-to-back for, for the Bulls. But like you were saying, John, earlier, we kind of hoped that it would be closer than this. And it was just one of those nights where problems compiling upon problems. No Wendell and no Ottos. The Bulls are shorthanded. Gafford gets into early foul trouble. Anthony Davis is his dominant self. Meanwhile, the Bulls can't hit water if they fall out of a boat on the offensive end. And it all of a sudden, nice. you blink and you're down 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, truly. It was, I, 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 I really don't blame them. Like, it's the Lakers. It's this this season is so weird. There's been so many blowouts, like games that have been over at halftime. That like I just think people like do we did they come out and like give a puncher's chance like they they've been doing? No. And I think I'm okay with like this almost feels like a scheduled loss. It just happens to be against the best team on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Like we would have yeah. lost this game if it was anyone above average, I feel like. Yeah, I I you know, yeah. there's there's something different to, like we, we were saying earlier, the Mavs win, the Rockets win, the Hornets win. They were good wins, and they were wins where your team is, like, racking up 25, 30, 33 assists. Your offense is humming. Everybody's knocking down shots. You're sharing the ball. You got multiple players at double figures from your starting unit and your bench, and then you play the defending champs, and you're like, oh, right, okay, we, we still have a long way to go. Yeah, you you know where you stand when when you're playing them full strength, and that's why when we played them the first time, people were so excited that we were even close, and and it looked respectable. And LeBron was upset because the Bulls were close, and everybody was kind of happy about it because it's the Lakers. So 
but they weren't full strength, but you were still like, wow, you know, the Bulls played them tough. Like, this was good. We appreciate that. You knew coming in full strength that they were going to take that personally and they wanted to make a statement. And what I just liked is they made their statement early and they were like, okay, we're done. And the Bulls are like, no, we're still going to keep playing. Mm-hmm. And I just like, we're going to score 101-90. Like, honestly, I didn't think it would be, <laughs> I didn't think it would be that. Right. After that kind of start, like you said, Gafford and foul trouble, they were 0 of 11 from the three-point line now until, like, what, the third quarter? Like, yeah, they, they struggled this game. Everybody really struggled. Nobody played great. and But they kept playing. Like, that's that's honestly what I took from this. I was like, they, they kept playing. And I just remember when they would quit and just not play when they would get down by seven, like a quick 7-0 run, and they would like, okay, we're done. So yeah, I, I I just appreciate the fact they made it respectful. Yeah, I mean, John, don't you think last season, if we have this game that's sixty three to thirty three at halftime, the Bulls lose by thirty or forty? Fifty. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And so and you knew that that was in, we know we have we have we have a borderline competent team that borderline likes each other and borderline wants to win. Like we all, we know all of these. These are all borderlines now, which we did. They were unknowns last year, <laughs> True. and so that mm. is nice. Like that is so mm. nice to know. And it, and again, they have two of two all NBA first team players. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Including maybe arguably one one of the greatest players of all time. Not definitely not one. Like yeah, he ain't one. But he's in the mix. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, say what you mean, like, John. Like, say it, man. Don't a, be worried. This, say this, it. this isn't against you know. This no offense, but this isn't against James Harden. You know what I mean? This isn't. This isn't. A, this is against LeBron James. <laughs> right. You know, During, and, and and COVID. Right. <laughs> and this, I mean, this is a Lakers team that got even better in the off season. Oh my I, god! Like, like I, I've I've heard some people in the fringes of NBA talk saying like, "Oh, I don't think the Lakers are as good, like just talent on paper roster wise this year that no, they were last year." Is. And I'm like, "What are you talking about? They added Mark Gasol, they added Montrez Harrell, they added Dennis Schroeder. Like, what? They added one they're, and two six men of the year. <laughs> they're clearly better. And you know, it's they, I. Oh, damn it! I just I'm I'm angry right now." Because I didn't think that the Bulls Uh-oh. had a great shot of winning this game. But now, after this game, and then two weeks ago, the tough loss where 80 sat out and it was a winnable game, we Bulls fans have to wait another year to try to get one of those elusive little diamonds, one of those elusive little pieces of treasure that is a victory over a LeBron James team. And I hate that. This this quickly into the season, we're 0 and 2 against LeBron, and it's like, all right, well. I'll see you in 21-22 looking to get a LeBron James victory. Damn it! Shake harder, boy! You guys boy. have won the last three games against Luka. Does that make you feel better? No. <laughs> he didn't play one no of them. No offense but... to your boy, but Luka ain't LeBron. He's, he'll, he'll be there. <laughs> he'll, give it time. He'll, he'll be there. He'll be in the, he'll be in the mix. <laughs> but I do feel like I, – I think like he's – did you think LeBron would be playing – this much and this well at this age, after what after that's like, I can't believe he's not sitting out more. I thought for sure, like I, I didn't mean, think fantasy because I was like, he won't play that much. The Lakers didn't play last mm. night, did they? I don't think no. so. So he, yeah, they weren't mm. on a back to back. They played. 
let's see, the 18, uh, the 21st, uh, they beat the Bucks. So that was Thursday. Yeah. So they, they had a, a day off, a day of rest, but it was kind of rough where you're trying to get a big win to keep a winning streak going against the defending champs. And it's like we talked about a little bit during the fourth quarter. Otto Porter Jr. tonight out, parentheses, rest. And it's like, dude, you're 27. Come yeah, on. The rest killed me. It killed me. And it's like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Turns out Otto Porter Jr. and his productivity on the court, pretty important for this Bulls team winning games. Yeah. But LeBron's played every single game this year. He has not missed a game. Yeah. And I think that's crazy yeah. to me. After, yeah, but, but he's 10 years older than Otto, but we got to make sure Otto's back isn't too sore. Like, what? He's 10 years. 10. Yes, man. Yes, but honestly, do you think he takes care of himself in any kind of way that LeBron James we takes saw him care of himself? We saw him at the club during COVID. Right. We call right. that you know what I'm saying? Like, right. right. <laughs> he's, he's not doing and the things that LeBron is doing, man. Yeah. Was it 1 million or 10 million? The, the dollar figure of LeBron spending on just keeping his body in peak condition during an NBA season. It was $1 million. So, yeah, somebody, some media outlet wrote a piece about that a couple of years ago. It was like, oh, yeah, between, like, cryotherapy this and, you know, ice tub that, it's whatever. So whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, LeBron spends a million bucks a year on making sure his body is uh, is in peak condition. And, you know, like, Adam and Stacey kind of talked about that for a while in tonight's broadcast, the whole, like, you know uh, – like superstar NBA icon versus father time conversation and how father time always wins eventually. But you saw what MJ did putting up 40 point games with the wizards when he was in his late thirties, you saw what Kobe Bryant did in his farewell game where he's like, hell I'm going to drop 60 tonight because I feel like it. And now seeing 18th year, LeBron James balding head, LeBron James, out here playing like this. And, I mean, even for LeBron haters like myself, you can't not be in awe of it. The amount of games. Honestly. Like, he never – he play, he goes to the finals every year. He missed the playoffs mm-hmm. once. You know, he didn't take – I mean, like, I feel like this will be – like, he didn't – like, Jordan had the benefit of resting, like, for years. Mm-hmm. Like, baseball, but, like, baseball. Like, and I feel like – I can't believe that hasn't caught up to him in just the amount of the, the, the odometer of the amount of games he's played. That's why he'll, it's like, it's, it's like, why do you stop playing basketball? Go do other things. <laughs> You've done it, man. <laughs> Go paint. What he wants, man. Like, I, I, love that. I love that, but he, he really takes incredible care of himself, man. And it, it's, it's tremendous to see, like they said, even after he won the finals, he was in the gym the next day. Amazing. Like he was trying to work out and do stuff like the very next day like yeah that that kind of drive and that kind of determination is why he's great like that's just simple as that that's why um, he's great. double ot sorry double ot guys in denver phoenix right double now. ot 200 miles an hour 200 miles an hour. Uh, back to back not that much lebron's career can have a cigarette now that's hilarious yes i love um, that all right, guys, <laughs> we we do have to talk a little bit about that's tonight's so game um, you can vote. Big Dave. That's awesome. D- Dave yes, sir. Gaffer, What's up? second start in the absence of Wendell Carter Jr. You were kind of tweeting mm-hmm. about this a little bit before tip-off tonight, saying 
the Bulls are going to feel Wendell's absence with AD in there. Yeah. You know, you know, AD yeah. and his presence on all three levels of that off, uh, Lakers offense is a tall task. And we saw Gabbard pick up two quick fouls. We saw, as you predicted, Cristiano Felicio minutes tonight <laughs> because, you know, uh, God bless him for trying. Gafford had a really tough time slowing down that juggernaut uh, Lakers offense. What What did you think about Gafford tonight? I mean, honestly, he looked like I thought he was going to look. I, I didn't think he was going to play well at all. The second game you start after not playing a lot, <laughs> like the second game you start with like go against Anthony Davis and try to contain him. It's not going to happen. You know, it's Anthony Davis. I just don't think people realize the dominance of Anthony Davis. There's nothing he can't do on the floor. What do you end up with? 37 on like 14 of yeah. 21 shooting? He was 10 of 12 in the first half. Like, <laughs> in the first half, man, he's unstoppable. There's nothing he could really do. And you just try to put bodies in front of him and hope he misses shots. Because the way he shoots, man, he just looks like a guard mm. at seven feet tall. It's it's, it's Hakeem-like mm-hmm. like when mm. I watch him play. It really is. Uh, because he's, he's getting to that level where you're like, dang, what is his weakness? Because right now, before his weakness was mental. So I'm like, okay, now he's got a ring, and he's kind of getting over that stuff. Like, okay, now what weakness does this dude really have? Like, so you're trying to find it. But honestly, this is the game I thought that Gafford would have. I didn't want him to get in foul trouble, obviously, but I thought he would because Anthony Davis is smart. And he immediately went right at him. And as soon as he saw him leave him in, after he picked up the two quick ones, he picked up his third ones mm-hmm. even faster. Because, oh, you're going to leave him in? Oh, okay, get ball, please, thank you. Going right back at him. So, yeah, he had the game I thought he would. It was a tough game. Um, and, yeah, hopefully he'll play better the next game because he played Anthony Davis. And hopefully he learned something playing Anthony Davis, man, and how to defend and go against a jogging yeah. up like and, that. And, and not only Gafford uh, doing his best to contain Anthony Davis and, let's be honest, failing because who doesn't. The other part about tonight's game that I really liked and by other part, I mean probably only part about tonight's game that I liked, is after a kind of strange dud game from P-Dub last night, in a win against the Hornets where he only plays like 18 minutes, and we were wondering maybe it had something to do about the fact that he still had a little bit of a a sore hip or whatever that was that that had him miss their previous game, he bounces back tonight with knocking down two of his four three-point attempts, only dude on this team who could fucking make a three-pointer. <laughs> his first made three halfway through the third quarter was the Bulls' first made three on the night. But so he plays 31 minutes tonight, 13 points, eight boards. And I got to watch P-Dub once again tonight, as we did two weeks ago, have some quality defensive possessions against LeBron James, but also a couple of quality defensive possessions against Anthony Davis. And it kind of showed you the mm. range of what Patrick Williams will be able to do for this Bulls team defensively as he matures. This kid is a 19-year-old rookie. We've already run through the gauntlet of guard Giannis, guard LeBron, guard Kawhi, go guard Gordon Hayward last night. Oh, and your reward for guarding Hayward, Gordon Hayward last night is, hey, tonight – a couple of times we're going to ask you to check Anthony frickin' Davis. The <laughs> word versatility is so, like, you know, a lover scorned among Bulls Nation, I think, because we heard people like Gar and 
packs talk about it all the time when it meant nothing. Where they're like, oh, we love this player's versatility. And it's like, do you even know what a basketball is? No. Fuck off. Let him go, man. Let him go. Now Let the versatility go. with a player like Patrick Williams on the defensive end means something. And we saw that tonight where he's guarding LeBron on one possession and guarding Anthony Davis on another. John, thoughts? I mean, th- yes, go against get, – get your reps in. Get your reps in. Go to church. You know, eat your vegetables. <laughs> take your vitamins. Like, this is what this, – this is what we need. This is what he needs to be a. He needs to be a roided out secret of the U. Sean Marion, like he needs to be a mix between uh, Amari and Marion. Secret of the U. Thank you. Uh, the secret. They never told us what the secret was. First of all, there's no secret of the U. It's just the U's worked. The secret was out of first scene. Anyway, but I I feel like this is what he. I mean, this is what you want him to be. You want him to leave an impact, and if you can. If you can gu- be someone who can guard, I got you. I'll, I'll, I'll get the best player. Let's go. Like, and yeah, I can. People, people don't want to play against Kawhi Leonard. You know, it's probably unfair of me to even bring up that name with Patrick Lewis right now because I hate when people do that, young Pip. But I do feel like if if we can be someone who we don't want to play against, people won't play against us because of him. If he can bring hard mm-hmm. times, I think that's. I love it. So let let him go. Baptism by fire. Get your reps in. I love it. I love it. And, and that was that was something that I looked yeah, forward I, to at this game. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm a perfect way to say it. Baptism by fire. And I think he's kind of hitting that rookie wall right now. Uh, last game was the first game I actually saw him play like a rookie. That was the very first time I saw it, and I was like, "Yeah, he's 19 years old." That was the first time I realized it. You know. Rookie, he's never played in the NBA before. This looks like it. That was the first time I saw it. So, yeah, he's he's hitting. He's going to hit that rookie wall. He's going to take his lumps, and it's just as long as he maintains and he has Coach Donovan behind him, he's going to be okay. He's going to be just fine, man. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about him. Uh, the hesitation on a three point shot, I don't like because I honestly don't know right. where it comes from. He has no reason it, to hesitate. It's not like he when hell hesitating. Yeah. Is understandable behind the three point line. Mm-hmm. Pete Dub is shooting damn near fifty percent behind the three point line in his rookie year. Why are you hesitating? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand where it's coming. Even the one he hit, Matt, from on the baseline, he hesitated on, and then said, "Oh, you know what? I, I'm wide open. I, I think right. I should shoot this." And then he right. hit the shot. And then when it went in, you saw him start shooting it a little right. bit more, like. So I don't I don't know how that confidence got zapped yeah. uh, from him. Or, or like uh, in, in last night's game, he had that one in the in the left corner where it should have been a catch and shoot three, and he thought about it and hesitated, and then decided to drive baseline, but got caught up in a travel, which we've seen from him several times this yeah. season. And you know, mm-hmm. I think some of that is just a rookie, you know, learning when and how to be confident in the right moments and not second guessing himself. Um, and honestly, that is one of many reasons why I am just so happy that we have Billy Donovan here this season, because I think he will do a very good job of letting P-Dub know, Hey man, you have this part of your game. Don't be, don't be afraid to believe in that part of your game. Shoot. When you're open behind the three point line, shoot, because you're going to knock it down as, as often as you miss it. So you know, Matt, I, I saw a question uh, in the comments that said, why Felicio and not Luke Cornett? 
<laughs> wow. Um, shout out to our pal Tony Gill, uh, who's, by the way, doing some great work over there at NBC for that uh, Bulls Talk podcast. The, the most recent episode with uh, the former Bulls insider, Vinny Goodwill, now of Yahoo Sports, was very entertaining. Yes. But, you know, Tony Gill had a tweet tonight saying, like, I legit forgot that Luke Cornett was on this team. And it, it I think he tweeted it right after a shot going to halftime where Cornette was just giving his teammates high fives coming to the bench at halftime. Um, and I was like, oh, hey, there's Luke Cornette. And then Tony Gill tweeted, like, Luke Cornette's on this team. Totally forgot. And he said, you know, Billy Donovan has not used Luke Cornette at all. What the hell did Jim Boylan see? Like, why was he getting minutes last season? And so, of course, I sarcastically replied, like, dude, Robert Ory. You got to play Robert Ory minutes. Like, he's Robert Ory. But, no. I mean, like, yeah. what, if you're debating who do, who gets minutes between Felicio and Cornette, you're talking about a game where you're down 30, so it doesn't fucking matter. I, love, I agree. That's so funny. <laughs> That's the answer. That's the answer right there. And, and he's bigger and runs. And, and he's the perfect screen setter. So he's got to be out like, there. Hey, Isn't that weird that I would choose Felicio over Cornette? Like, we're on a like, plane going down, and my little individual like reading light bulb and fan aren't working. Excuse me. Flight attendant <laughs> is like, dude, we're all going to be dead in four seconds. You don't need to worry about your reading light bulb being not functioning right now. Oh, Dark Matt is back. <laughs> oh, Dark Times Peck is back. Yes, man. There was something very comforting <laughs> when I got that Casey Johnson 30-point deficit alert tweet at tonight where I was like, yeah, this is. Here's, here's a question, guys. Like, if we were doing this show, knowing, knowing how good the Bulls, if we were doing Bulls Outsiders, knowing how good the Bulls have looked and how good they've been playing and all that stuff, would we still pull out the 20-point bottle for yeah. this game? Yes. The Saturday night. Okay. Just asking because just because the no, team because has been better, better, they're playing better. Like, no, no, gotcha. 20 points, right, 20 points. Just asking. <laughs> I mean, twenty points, twenty points. Like they ain't, they ain't done nothing yet. Like, <laughs> like, like, come on. I, Jazz, I'm not. I, and you know that. what? Nothing <laughs> helps better ease the pain of losing to LeBron's team by twenty plus points. That's just a little nip of some good scotch or I some mean. whiskey or what, you know, pick your poison. Like, like John was saying about Zach Levine last night after such a dominant offensive game, pick oh, your poison. So good. When it comes to losing to LeBron's teams by more than 20, I'm going to pick my poison and it's probably going to have alcohol in it. Lakina <laughs> <laughs> says, says, there's the Matt that we know and love. I mean, gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, Tati Flores says, need a point guard, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sure do. I mean, yeah. Kobe yeah, Kobe had another kind of tough night tonight. Like, he he bounced back, and credit to Kobe for not quitting and to getting some good buckets and some good assists in the second half when the Bulls were drowning. So, mm. proud of him for that. But, like, man, the Kobe's first quarter was brutal. So, Last night, we sung the praises of a Kobe-Zach backcourt that can not only score, but facilitate. You know, they had 17 assists between the two of them last night. And you're like, holy shit, that's awesome. 
but those are against mm-hmm. some mediocre kind of opponents. When you go up against the best defensive team in the league, this Lakers team, and they just shut the Bulls' offense down, you are offered a yeah. friendly reminder that as much as we're enjoying this Bulls' offense that is reinvigorated and actually functioning under Billy Donovan's tutelage and direction, there are going to be some nights like this where you are reminded that Zach Levine is not a true point guard and Kobe White is not a true point guard. But, Matt, everybody sucked in the first quarter. Like, I'm not going to signal, signal Kobe White out on this one. Like, everybody was terrible. On down the line, Daniel Gafford, Laurie Markkinen, all of them sucked against this team. It wasn't just like he was the reason or he was the like, man, if Kobe played better, we could have had a shot at this. No, no, everybody was trash. Like, it, because you're playing like we, we you play teams like this to know where you stand. And you know where you stand against an elite team like this. You're not there. You're not good enough. You're not there yet. So that's all. So you move on to the next game and you just try to get better. And luckily I can say that and mean that because we have a coaching staff now. So I know it will move on to the next game and get better. Yes, we're actually going to do that. So I'm excited about that. You know what I'm saying? My, my job is to teach and to, to grow or to teach, to grow. We don't, we don't hear about that anymore. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna show these guys how to win. How <laughs> by quoting "Feel the Dreams." Yeah, <laughs> not paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. He didn't even quote it. He paraphrased it. You seen that movie, John? It was you know it's a you, movie. Oh, you seen that movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for the. Was Colin said for the record, I paused my TV after the game, then came back 30 minutes later for the Outsiders. Oh, thank the you. I appreciate I mean, that, sir. Appreciate that. You, you should have stuck around for post game because post game is always great. But I appreciate I love, that. I've been. Does Jason Goff have like an exclusive deal with turtlenecks? Yes. <laughs> like, like the like the big the big turtleneck just like sponsor him. He's <laughs> keeping them afloat. I like. Were you saying big turtleneck as if that was like you know a giant yeah, like the industry like like yeah. big, big tobacco exactly like, like the big, big turtlenecks yeah the big turtleneck industry. I'm, uh, why do I have a character in my head like somebody running that yeah big turtleneck? <laughs> it's a big Seinfeld character. I don't know in my head running yeah. a turtleneck. <laughs> that guy's keeping up. That guy's rocking up, and the, his the I mean, is rocking too. I'm a lovely I, I got I got post game on here right now, and he is absolutely rocking the turtleneck. Tonight. Dude, I swear to God, it's like. It's like, it's like the devil made him a deal or something. <laughs> I, it's just, it's a bold look, and he looks amazing. I tell you what, I was he gonna say, like, nice. he pulls it off. I, yeah. I would never be caught wearing a turtleneck because I would you not do pull it, that man. look off. You could all. pull that off, Matt. If you can pull that beard off, Heck, you can pull off you a can turtleneck. Pull off Who's so the many different looks? Dave. <laughs> oh, that's me. Have you not seen? You wouldn't line it up if you weren't pulling it off, Matt. You're pulling it off. You're doing a good you job. You can so. pull off looks. Like L E. Tell my brother that. Um, <laughs> moms don't want looks. Oh, my God. Hey, moms don't want looks. Dude, it was hilarious. So, like, my family it. text thread was, you know, going back and forth during, like, the, the inauguration day, like, evening festivities, like, television event, right? Whatever. And my mom was like, Hey, you know, did you see that Lin Manuel Miranda part? Like, yeah, he's got a nice little like goatee thing, but it doesn't hang down off his chin. Think about it. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> sorry, I'm not Lin. Sorry, I'm not Lin Manuel Miranda, ma. Sorry. 
Come on. Um, also, uh, we, not we need to do a side podcast episode breaking down the rankings of Hamilton numbers. Amen. Which is me, you know, I, mean, I just thought of that yeah. because Big Dave, you tweeted that list at me and John the, the yeah, other day. Yeah. Dude, yeah. It was a good list. It was good. Honestly, it was, I, it was good. I still think the cabinet it's battle is in the top 20. You're always the cabinet battle should be top 20. The rankings, no, it's always going to piss people off, but I think it was pretty good. I think, yeah. I think the top four were solid. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. I, honestly, I thought it was well done. All right, guys. Uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll get out of here and let everybody enjoy the rest of their weekends. Uh, the Bulls are back in action on Monday against the Celtics, hopefully for real this time. We already had the old Celtics postponed once uh, in that game from last week. So the, hopefully the Bulls will get back in that win column and try to get another step closer to what they failed to do tonight, which is get back to 500 on the season. Um, in the meantime... Enjoy your weekends. Let's hope for a Packers loss tomorrow for all of you football fans out there. Um, appreciate all of you tuning in for us. And just a reminder, again, if you ever miss these Outcast streams live on Hot Mike, you can catch the archived episodes on that Bow Law Bulls YouTube channel as well as that podcast feed. So, hey, shout out, shout out my man Mike. Who up in here, man? What up, Mike? Thanks for coming up in here, yo. Also, shout Shout out out to our boy Dan Vega over there at NBC. Producer extraordinaire. Love you, buddy. Miss you. Appreciate you. For John Sabine and Big Dave Watson, I'm Matt Peck. Have a great night, ladies and gentlemen. The 